Welcome to the Heart to Heart podcast with me as your host, Sinead McKiernan. In this episode, I speak with Dr. Wim Hof instructor and breath coach, Christoph Geiger. We discuss breath, how powerful it is, Buteco, the Wim Hof method, the importance of being vulnerable and the importance of awareness. I hope you enjoy. Welcome, Dr. Christoph Geiger. I'm so happy to have you here on the Heart to Heart podcast. Good morning, and thank you for having me, Sinead. You are a general practitioner based in Cologne, a GP. You're working with um, mind-body medicine, and also you are a Wim Hof instructor. You have studied the Buteco breathing method, so Buteco breath instructor as well, and oxygen advantage instructor. So anyone who doesn't know what they are, they you'd be studying under the excellent Dr. Patrick McKeown, based here in Ireland. Um, so you've taken that work with you over to Cologne, and you're working helping people in all aspects of their well-being. At least I'm trying to, yes. So your work as a GP at the minute, you mentioned that you're working in mind-body medicine, mind-body connection as well. How did they um, kind of integrate into one another or weave into one another? Well, actually, it's hard to really integrate it in the health system, healthcare system as it works right now in Germany. So um, the only possibility to do that is to go into the private sector. We've got a private health insurance in Germany, which covers about 10% of um, the population here. And um, working in private healthcare basically invites the possibility to work in depth and um, do stuff like mind-body medicine, which is basically yeah, a big term and incorporates a lot. Mm. So it's similar in Ireland. It's hard to integrate the two. And um, I was speaking to a nurse friend of mine this week about when she was in Vancouver and she walked by a center. Um, it was an integrated health center and she just ran in and said, sorry, you know, I'm not a member or a client here, but I just need to know what's happening in here. And it was um, a lot of integrated kind of modalities under one roof and she just was really excited by it and thought you know we need this in Ireland um I don't know have you come across any centers like that in Germany there are some but I only know them from the outside to be honest yeah what are you mainly seeing in your GP practice at the moment what's common well right now lots of infections yeah <laughs> like chest infections for sure covid is there again yeah and um yeah but the interesting part here is also to incorporate like self-healing practices there are some breathing exercises um patrick McKeown told us so there are many things you can do on top of what modern medicine teaches so if i was a patient coming to you with an infection would you give me that little nice nugget of wisdom um, to practice my breathing exercises as well as as the medicine that you for sure there are some small breathing exercises you can really talk about in any consultation 
Mm. But when you want to go in depth, I really would recommend to work with a breathwork coach to yeah. really get the breathing mechanics, the physiology behind that straight. That's lovely. It's such wonderful prescription to give out to patients. Um, and it's something that is, it's not new. It's not modern. I, I guess there's more science backing it up now. And even from my own yoga practice, I know that the the wisdom of the breath is ancient and it's it's like it became lost in society as we made things more difficult for ourselves and we forgot about the simple, beautiful gift that we have that is the breath. And it's one of my favorite topics to study, practice, talk about. And I think it's one of your favorites as well. Um, so let's dive more into the breath and all the amazing benefits that it can give us. And it's so accessible and it's free. And um, I know Patrick McKeown would have mentioned this as well. And I think it's in that a breath book by James Nestor that it's one of the areas that isn't studied or looked at in medicine that's quite fascinating that it's not a specialized area and we have all these specialized areas like the heart and um you know we have our psychotherapists that we might go to if we have mm -hmm. mental health issues but breathing is it's just been overlooked it's interesting isn't it Hmm, absolutely agree. I mean, there are two things to mention here. First of all, James Nestor's book, Breath, was eye-opener for me too. And I wished I had learned something like that in um, my studies, but I didn't. And uh, on the other hand, like more science backing up what breathing exercises can do, there's a big um, discussion on what is evidence-based medicine, right? So on the one hand, we got the spot in the studies, but for um, big studies, you need a lot of funding. So and there's basically no breathing lobby or yoga lobby. I've done research on mindfulness-based stress reduction and yoga and uh, the effects on hypertension, for example. And I had to conclude, we did a meta-analysis, we had to conclude that there was very poor quality of evidence. There just mm -hmm. aren't enough studies and um, if you consider how guidelines um, are created, it's they look at the evidence and when they got X amount of studies, they put it into the guidelines. Mm -hmm. So yoga is not in the guidelines, breathing exercises are not in the guidelines. And the question to be asked here is, how do we define evidence-based medicine? Is it just what we see in studies? Or is there something like anecdotal wisdom like when someone experiences that there is something that really helps him or her, can that also be interesting? And I would really say it can be interesting to incorporate both. And when it comes to breathing, yeah, here, there, you got your, your, your uh, diaphragm with you, you got your lungs with you, you got your nose with you, like Patrick is talking about the nose all the time. And I love it. So basically considering the um, breathing as your remote control to tap into your nervous system. That is so powerful and we should encourage people to use it more. I love that so much. You're handing back the power to people again, that you don't need the evidence and the studies and the guidelines to show you and tell you 
if you can feel it yourself, you will know. Absolutely. I mean, a big misconception here is when people come and see a doctor, uh, they are considered experts and they want to hear what the doctor tells them. I mean, the person who knows oneself best is oneself, right? Mm -hmm. So consider yourself as an expert and just seek advice to further optimize your health. That should be um, the way to go, in my opinion, at least. I love that so much. I want to give you a big round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> and that is my mission in my work as well, is to empower people to take charge of their own health. And mm. even after a nice relaxing, hopefully yoga class and meditation, and I tell people, you know, check in with how you're feeling and hopefully you feel the peace and the calm that you have created. I didn't create that for you. You created that yourself. You know, I can guide people and you can guide people from our expertise. But it comes down to each individual to experience how they're feeling and with more awareness to know their body and to take the power back to reclaim their own power within. And um, let's take a little walk over to uh, the Wim Hof world. And um, for anyone that's listening that doesn't know, Wim Hof is a Dutch um, motivational speaker, <laughs> ice man guru. Um, he will have um popularized the kind of cold exposure in recent years and ice baths and um i know he had his own personal struggles which brought him to yoga and um kind of he dalliance with the cold and running in the snow and jumping into cold lakes and found great benefits from it um and there's three pillars to the Wim Hof method. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. So we're talking about the breath, cold exposure, and the third one is mindset to connect them all, to connect them together. So in the Wim Hof breathing method, it's kind of sending your body into a hyperventilation state. What are the benefits? of doing that well that's a hot topic uh, yeah. in recent days at least <laughs> talking about hyperventilation exercises um i mean there are some benefits uh, where we got some studies on but um yeah we actually would need far more looking into what really happens there mm. on the physiological side to to see what really happens mm. um Doing hyperventilating um, exercises changes the blood chemistry, basically, mm -hmm. by getting rid of CO2. And that um, also has effects on how the oxygen supply in the body works. And basically what Wim Hof is talking about is alchemizing the body. And he wants to go in a, a mode of deep relaxation and deep meditation, basically. What we do in here is um, mostly lying down with the Wim Hof basic breathing exercise and um, get like a full workout for the autonomous nervous system. We got 
and um, changing like it's um, with waves you got the um, hyperventilation part which is basically a big stressor then you hold your air after an exhale then you tap into the um, parasympathetic the relaxating part of the nervous system and then you get back to a low oxygen environment and um, by doing that you really got the stressors coming up again so it's um, a workout for the autonomous nervous system. You got um, several health benefits from it, but it's also quite intense and not everyone should do it. Yeah. And you would really want to practice with somebody who knows what they're doing. Absolutely. I do see that it's become so popular and maybe even seems like a bit of a fad or, you know, a trend um and i know a lot of people that are maybe attracted to more extreme things would be attracted to this as well but i i really mm. see enough caution around it and i know from my own experience with anxiety and panic disorder that if i had to attend a wim hof workshop it may not have been the best thing for me to do at that time because I was already over breathing and in mm. an anxious state. So um, around, you know, the, the cautionary side of it, people with anxiety or even, you know, blood pressure issues or heart issues should really, you know, maybe tap into more gentle breathing and learning functional breathing again first before trying something like this absolutely i would consider the wim hof um, breathing a tool to really get that strong workout for the autonomous nervous system but it's very important to look at everyday breathing if you just go for the wim hof breathing every day and yeah the rest of the day you don't really breathe um, functionally mm. that is a big problem yeah, And I absolutely agree with the, the very masculine energy around the Wim Hof method. It's like, you can do this and, like, mm. and a lot of pushing, pushing over limits sometimes. Yeah. And um, that is dangerous too. So um, I do workshops with my brother together. He's a Wim Hof um, certified instructor too. And we incorporate other elements to really um, get a, a decent and a safe environment to do that. And also got um, like a health questionnaire to make sure that there are no contraindications. And if we see someone, for example, with anxiety issues or panic attacks, mm. we um, really um, make sure to do exercises to smoothly get into the Wim Hof breathing and always encourage our participants to go with their own feeling. And that is sometimes not not easy because people are or some people are not used to that mm -hmm. to really feel where they are at and um so sometimes it's it's challenging but we try our best to um, establish a safe environment um and not go full on with the wim hof breathing in our yeah. workshops yeah i've met your brother stefan so i definitely recommend both of you as instructors if anyone's in cologne or hopefully you'll come back to ireland and maybe do one we have another wonderful instructor based in Galway here, Sean Kenny, who I know you would have met in your trainings as well. So maybe we will all have one in Ireland together. 
and and yeah definitely choosing a trusted experienced um facilitator in that regard I think is really important and also another note on that I think people may not consider is how their life is at the moment and I think positive stressors are great and getting out of your comfort zone so you're not always in this safe warm you know easy environment and then when stress does come because it will come that's the nature of life and you're not completely thrown you know you've you've dealt with these stressors and that's what jumping into the sea is for me um and I find when I'm in the sea I'm in this really beautiful meditative state and I'm you know totally immersed in nature and it's kind of like a spiritual practice for me but it's also wild in Galway for most of the year so getting into the sea in Galway it does create that real stress and when you come out you're like yeah you know I've I've overcome that so I'm ready for my day and I'm ready for whatever comes my way so in that regard I think a positive stressor is amazing and useful but I'd also wonder as well if someone is in a like really high state of chronic stress and do they need to lean more into maybe restorative practices first to regain the balance how would you feel about that? Absolutely agree. I mean, um, what I see a lot in the doctor's office is people who are performing and who are really high performers. So they got a, they got their job, they're in a managing position, for example, and they do their 60, 70, 80 hours a week. And then um, the evening when I finished work, they go spinning and go with a hit training and go yeah. like 110% again. And then they have migraines and they feel depressed and they feel like they're struggling. They're really struggling to get that relaxating part in. Mm. So that is one of my favorite questions. Basically, I ask it every patient. What, what do you do um, as an active a relaxating exercise in, in your everyday life? And like 95% of our patients are like, oh, well, um, TV does that count it's like it's really hard for people to to see and feel what um how powerful relaxating exercises are so that's a big one lucky patients that are coming to you and being asked that question um yeah i think it is a missing um it's a missing aspect of health and well-being in society at the minute because it is all go, go, go and achieve this and goals and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. be better, be more. But also just be is very important. And it brings us back to that a restorative state brings us back to full health because when the body is relaxed and there's stillness, you know, healing can happen. And it's something that's not talked about enough is just proper rest and relaxation and a lot of people don't even know what that means because similar to you asking that question I would ask the same with um especially when I'm doing workplace well-being events and ask about stress and how does it show up in their body for them and what do they do to relax and I'm often met with blank faces um and even one man recently that stands out I asked him I asked the group 
what does stress look like for you and how does it show up in your body? And he didn't understand the question. He was so confused. Mm. I said, you know, headaches, digestive issues, fatigue, you know, it's all stress related. It blew his mind. Didn't, didn't even consider this before as you know, these issues were linked to stress. Um, he said, I don't, I don't think I have any. And I said, well, <laughs> you know, maybe you're either a Zen monk and you experience no stress or you don't have much awareness of how you are at the minute and you might be caught in a in a state of, you know, high stress. And then what do you do to relax? And yeah, like that, it was I go out for dinner with friends and I, you know, go to the movies, but that's still being highly stimulated all the time. And yeah. We don't have enough quiet time and proper rest. You know, proper healing occurs then really, isn't it? Totally. Yeah. I mean, I experienced that myself. I worked in um, intensive care during COVID. Basically had my 80-hour work week. And then back um, at home, I needed to be in, um, in quarantine. So um, totally isolation and really working a lot. And um, that was basically the time when the, um, the ice bath came in for me mm. to really get back and tap into my own feeling um, because I was numbing myself um, because of the, the work it was intense, like one third of the people dying, basically, whatever we did. So there was no, no way to, to change that setting. And um, yeah, for me, it was the, the really the high energy whim um, had at the point like yeah, tap in for me it was really getting into the cold and then by discovering the breath work I um, did the deep dive there and read James Nestor's book mm. so I think for many people um, it also needs a level of um, or to to find a proper level to meet them to meet them where they at because um, I would say like meditation is um, not a beginner's exercise because, yeah, there are many people who try meditation and then say like, oh, no, um, that's nothing for me. Yeah. Right. So really to get something, get some tools like um, the breathing, for example, or a stressor like the cold um, to really bridge that gap until you really get familiar with um, how you feel, um, what you're thinking about and to tap into that um, relaxation part again. That's excellent advice because it's a big jump to go from a state of high chronic stress to sit in complete stillness mm. and silence, trying to focus on what, yeah. like your body won't even be comfortable being still for a few minutes if you're coming from a high state of stress. So that's a beautiful way to put it, to bridge the gap. I love that. <laughs> and one way that I found was so transformative to, to get into that peaceful state very quickly was breathing light exercise in the, the buteco breathing method that we both have studied with Patrick McKeown and breathing less air and even through my 15 years of teaching yoga, um, 
I was never overly keen on the intense Ujjayi breathing. Again, I think it's a high jump to ask people, you know, to just start breathing like this initially. So I would always just say, you know, try to breathe equally and create some balance in and out through the nose. Luckily, I knew about nose breathing, but not to the full extent as I further learned with Patrick McGowan. But the breathe light exercise, just breathing less air was so powerful for me. I was gone off into clouds and fairyland doing that breathing exercise. I thought it was so beautiful, beautiful and meditative. Um, is it one that you would practice or recommend to your patients? On a regular basis. Yeah. I mean, um, I find it very helpful for myself also. I try to incorporate um, it every day after lunch to really get that um, non-sleep deep rest with some uh, of the breathing light. Um, yet, I'm very careful with the recommendations with people who um, get fatigue or um, any severe medical condition. Mm. As um, also Patrick was talking about, they got a very low um, um, chemosensitivity to CO2. Mm -hmm. So basically when they try to breathe less air, they could panic at some point. And um, that's when I um, again recommend to um, do the exercises and learn how to perform the exercises with a, um, with a breath work coach who is certified in the Buteco method. I think that's important to mention. And yeah, if you know how to do the exercises, they are mind blowing mm. because it's like um, a tool and sure, you will need some time to really get familiar with the exercises, but um, give it a couple of weeks and you really know how to tap into deep relaxation in just a couple of minutes. And that's great. Yeah, it's beautiful um, and definitely important to note if there's any health conditions. Mm -hmm. And maybe even if you're not fully aware to get a health check and get everything checked out. And um, especially in recent years, I know with the COVID virus and with vaccinations that there has been more common um, occurrences of heart conditions maybe some inflammation around the heart and tachycardia I know some people that have had that and long COVID and all of those new issues that we have seen that are more common now since all of that so to really be cautious with breathing exercises ones that are going to send you into hyperventilation or holding the breath to be really cautious around those breathing exercises because again I think um they are being fed out to everyone on social media and you really need to they need to be tailored and targeted for you mm -hmm. to do what suits you and you need to build slowly so if we're not breathing correctly which a lot of us are not um we need to um, be really cautious about which ones we're choosing to practice Absolutely. Mm. Um, the the breathing, the Buteco method is um, a really great place to start to come back to functional breathing. I think mm -hmm. um, 
over breathing is a thing that we're seeing a lot of now and it's because of our stressful lives I guess and again it's something that a lot of us are not even aware of you know that breathing in and out through the mouth during the day is not functional obviously when we're talking and eating and you know other times during the day we might be breathing in and out through the mouth but how magic just breathing in and out through the nose is and even if we can try and retrain ourselves to do that you know it's mm-hmm. medicine right right there <laughs> that's a big one i mean we got so many we also do uh, sleep analysis um and there are so many people who snore so so basically breathe through the mouth during sleep and um also sleep apnea is a big one mm. and to really consider that i mean um yeah doctors specialized on sleep should also um, make sure that they target this and there are many who do but there are also things like the myofunctional training um, Patrick was talking about that are not that um, backed by science yet um, because there are just not so many studies on it mm-hmm. but um, these are exercises just to to, to strengthen the, the throat um, muscle um, muscles basically that could be very important to incorporate on a daily basis just to prevent sleep apnea, for example. Amazing. The the superpower that we have that is really untapped, isn't it? The breath. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So general guidelines around the breath. We're saying, you know, check in with your health, get a checkup and go easy and build slowly and to make sure that you are in full health before, you know, practicing any intense breathing exercises. Anyone with heart issues, pregnancy, anxiety, you know. Epilepsy. Mm-hmm. Epilepsy. Yeah, I should really be cautious around, around the intense ones. What does your own personal well-being self-care routine look like, Krista? Oh, that's a good question. I found out in recent years that um, much of the self-care I do is just um, some kind of pattern interrupter. So basically to push negative emotions away and not have to feel them. And um, that is something I try to work on because um, like inviting every emotion and every emotion is important and it's okay to be sad or to be angry or to feel shame. And to really sit with it instead of running away and doing an ice bath or doing an intense Wim Hof breathing session, which I used to do. So this is a big challenge for me right now. And I try to really invite the stillness and the silence and to sit with um, whatever state comes up. And that happens frequently. Actually, last week, I had a young patient in the doctor's office. She was 25 and just recovering from a COVID infection. And um, she just wanted a prescription for um, medication. And um, I was so in flow that I um, just kept talking about um, tapping into the parasympathetic nervous system, self-healing meditation and um, breathing exercises to help her um, cure that dry cough that she was still suffering from. And um, at some point she looked at me like this and Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, what's happening here? And then she, she gave me instant feedback like, 
I thought I was in a doctor's office here and not a voodoo temple. And um, it's, it struck me right in the moment because I, um, I did not ask her if she wanted my advice. And um, that is something in the doctor's role um, or in many other um, professions happens quite frequently where we give advice without really asking mm. or um, seeing where our client, our patient, our customer is at. And um, at, at that point, I really felt like, okay, one step back and um, to really um, create that space for someone to open and to um, invite um, the advice or invite the patient to ask for the advice they wanted. I, I love the self-awareness around that. <laughs> if they're coming to you for advice, even if you can give them <clears throat> a little consideration around looking after their well-being as well as <laughs> the medication. It's important. Mm -hmm. So true. Um, so for your own well-being and self-care, there's more stillness? Yes, absolutely. Mm. I really... Um, I try to really go out in nature that helps me a lot to just be and um, when I invite the silence um, I found that answers will come to whatever just just happens and um, also to not fall prey to my um, self-care routine which mm. um, can be yeah can be sometimes not really helpful when I'm like, okay, I need to do this, I need to do that, I need to do yoga, I need to do sports, I need to do breath work, mm. I need to do an ice bath. <laughs> um, like self-care can be a stressor too. And to really um, be aware of what's happening there. And if I really um, get the, the space and can invite um, the self-care to fully emerge in it and not um, yeah, create more stress by doing it. That's really important advice, I think, because it's easy to fall into the schedule and the routine and forcing yourself to do it, even when your body may not want to. So that mm -hmm. listening aspect is really important because the body will give us messages if we're open to listening. Mm. Beautifully <laughs> said, yeah. Um, and it's not, again, something that it's advice that may surprise people you know more stillness and more silence is not often the well-being advice that we get and really important to digest what's happening in your life and allow emotions to come up because as you said you can just numb numb what's happening by doing and you know, by busy schedules and that in itself can become addictive. The busyness, always having to have something to do and appointments and, you know, that can become just your natural state of being. So if there's a blank space in your diary or your week, you feel a little bit like, oh, I must fill it and, you know, I must do this. And as, as you said, you know, do your yoga and your workout and your ice baths and get it all done. And then you will be perfect. But, yeah. you know, we're not perfect. And sometimes we are sad and angry. And 
sometimes we get caught in a a rumination space in the brain um and we need to just be aware of it and notice what's happening and then we can you know with that awareness it allows us to have the ability to to step back when we notice we can't create any changes in our mind state unless we have the quietness first to become aware and then the awareness to be able to step out of it or you know notice what's happening so it's a really important practice and a transformative tool is just to listen to be still to be aware um and allow yourself to cry if you need to cry I love a good cry now (laughs) and I'm like don't interrupt it don't ask me any questions I just want to have this cry and then I will feel nice afterwards (laughs) yeah beautiful (laughs) and uh, maybe too much in touch with my emotions now because uh, I will cry easily at (laughs) at things when they make me sad but I, I do think emotion is beautiful and why should we try and unblock it because it's unhealthy it's an unhealthy Mm. practice to block emotions isn't it Mm, absolutely yeah Yeah. and it's a process also I mean I did not um, cry a lot Um, that was a big one for me like um, my father um, was a heart surgeon and he worked a lot and he had that perfect um, yeah life basically and um, I idealized him and he was never weak. He always pushed through and he was um, really doing uh, what he um, stood for. So crying was a big one for me to really get into that sadness and to experience it and to let it be without shame or without um, yeah, feeling weak at that point in a sense that I don't allow it to be. So... Mm-hmm. Do you think that's a difficult thing for men in general is to Mm. be more vulnerable? Absolutely. Absolutely. And has been a big one for me also. Mm. Like um, this year, I don't know if you heard of the Sacred Sons. They're much into men's work right now, coming over from the States and growing. I've seen something online I don't yeah. know, was it you or one of the other guys at, that was at the Buteco training? I think I seen they were at one of their events. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might have been me. I'm like I'm doing the leadership training with them right now. Okay. And um, I feel yeah, that's that's quite personal, but um, I feel comfortable with with sharing because that's that's so important to to consider. Mm-hmm. Like um, earlier this year, I fell in love and um. Um, basically because um, it didn't work out the way I wanted it to um, it broke my heart and then from heartbreak I got to um, heartbreak open and um, that's something the the sacred sons talk a lot about it's so important for men to really get that um, that idea of love straight um, there are some things that are considered to um, to have space in an intimate relationship, but um, there are essential human needs like um, being held, being seen. 
stuff like that. And it's so important to um, allow oneself to be seen by others as the person, um, or I, I can talk from, from my perspective, to allow myself um, to be seen by others for who I am and not what I am. And that's a big one. Like being a doctor, you tell someone, hey, I'm a doctor, and they're like, ooh. And um, I'm like, okay, I feel seen as what I am as a doctor, but not as a person, as a Christoph, basically. Mm. And um, to really tap into that um, vulnerability and to see that there are, um, yeah, sacred containers, they call it, like um, a safe space to be open, to be vulnerable and to be witnessed in strong emotions and emotional releases by other men, which I felt I had a lot of competition with in the first place. But right now I have um, other men, brothers, whom I can trust and I can share my um, vulnerability with and get that um, feeling of being held and being seen. So that is someone, uh, something very important um, I would argue for for everyone, um, doesn't matter. Um, and um, for men especially to tap into that vulnerability and to work with um, strong feelings like sadness, anger is a big one, um, frustration also, and shame. Mm, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. That was lovely. Um, yeah, it's, it is an important one for any human to allow themselves to be vulnerable and there's no shame in it we all have very similar experiences when it comes to life and what happens to us and when we share it it opens up this beautiful space um to we we can you know there's a um there's a lovely Irish saying, Cork Kayla, is there's strength in unity. So we mm. are stronger when we're together. Beautiful. Um, you know, when we're alone, our hardships and our emotions seem bigger than they are. And it's very isolating and it can be, mm. you know, really challenging. But if we just share and have someone we can trust or speak with, or even just to have a big hug with, it's mm -hmm. there's so, so much strength and healing in that. It's powerful. Indeed. Coming back to community, really, isn't it? And you found a mm -hmm. nice community there that you can you feel you know safe enough to be vulnerable with. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And that was a big transition for you coming from, you know, your younger self to mm -hmm. how open and vulnerable you allow yourself to be now. Mm -hmm. It's lovely. It's it's good work. <laughs> <laughs> That's deep conscious work, right? And um, yeah, being on that journey, uh, really scheduling time to to process that. That's very important. And most people don't um, allow themselves to feel, don't allow themselves to um, really schedule time with themselves to go through a process like that. Mm. And um, yeah, it's false pretending um, in many cases. And that, I mean, I know that performance um, idea quite well. Just stumbled um, upon a letter from my grandpa a couple of weeks ago 
um, and was basically saying, um, your grandma and, and I want to congratulate you on your excellent grades. Um, keep on doing like this, like this, so that we can always be proud of our grandson. <laughs> and that's, yeah. I read that letter and I was like, that's a tough one. And yeah. um, there's so many people experiencing exactly the same. And we got these patterns, that conditioning stuck and it's working in our unconscious. So to, to really um, get aware of um, what is happening there, um, what is driving me and to, to heal um, these, yeah, basically destructive patterns mm -hmm. comes all to what Gabor Mate is talking about a lot. Um, we don't have a mental health crisis. We do have an emotional health crisis. And it's like, yeah, people are not able to tap into their own emotional being to feel how they're doing, to sit with it. Mm. And um, Yeah, because we're not, we're not our bodies. <clears throat> we leave these bodies behind. And we're not our roles that we play because we leave them behind as well and we, they can change all the time the roles that we play the jobs that we have you know the it might be that you've just fallen into the carer role and uh, you're that in your family and you're that in your job and then you don't take time to figure out who you are or what you want or what brings you joy but when you start doing that you figure out who you are who is the real you and that it might be spirit or soul or consciousness or god some people um and it might be not you know god as in the religion god but god as in the divine um your <laughs> spirituality uh in yoga they would call it your atman your soul or you know when you start figuring out who you are as a little baby you came where did you come from you know what what little magic soul appeared from somewhere to grow inside your mother and you know there's so much unknown and people think oh I'm not spiritual and I'm not religious and we know we're just here and then we're gone but where did you come from there's, there's some unknown there so why would there not be unknown while we're here and when our bodies are left here and when you know the breath is gone and where do we go then there's still unknown but there's there's deep souls within us all each of us I feel I know have a true purpose and that doesn't necessarily attach to your career or your job or your role in your family or what car you drive or what possessions you have because yeah. that's all just left there when you're gone and your soul is the memory that people hold you know he was so beautiful he made me everyone feel comfortable he made everyone laugh he was a really special person that's what people will remember is not yeah not our roles that we play I think it's something we forget easily during our busy days isn't it mm. Mm. absolutely 
Well, I think that you have done important work for yourself and you're doing such important work in your community through your nature, the way that you are as a person. And, you know, there's healing in that alone is just being with someone who has good energy. So mm-hmm. I think that you can create a healing space wherever you go, whether that's in your GP clinic or whether that's through your breathing <laughs> workshops or your Wim Hof or through your friendships. Um, I think that you can offer that lovely healing space wherever you go. <laughs> well, I'm trying to, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's your true purpose. <laughs> oh, I would agree with that. Where would you like your work to go to now? Is it more into men's circles? Um, I'm not really sure about that yet. Mm. I think um, the interesting part is the link, um, like um, being trained in in modern medicine and also um, really in mind-body medicine and everything, um, considering breath work, cold exposure, and um, now a lot of emotional work, also looking into psychedelics. That will be a big one in the next couple of years. I'm um, pretty sure that there will be um, some form of um, legalization considering a, a therapeutic use of some psychedelic substances. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we will see how everything works out. But um, I feel like there's um, a big movement right now. People. Um, rediscovering um, their um, perhaps also their purpose and also what they are capable of when they really uh, tap into feeling themselves and um, to use so many tools for themselves for their own well-being that is a big one and I don't consider myself as someone who tells someone what to do more like um, accompanying a process of um, optimizing individual health. Mm. Sure, I like that. There's definitely a movement happening. I don't know, was it Mm. during lockdown and people had, some people, more time to check out of their busy lives and check into themselves and their families and their communities. Mm. And from that, I think there's been a revival definitely see it in the west of ireland the sea sea dipping is just you know mm. a big movement and um, breathing has become so popular you know there has to be reasons behind all of that and it, i think people are reclaiming their um their power within mm-hmm. you know our intuition and our power and our wisdom is all within so when mm. people when we start tapping back into that, we do realize our full potential in what we think mm. in the world. Absolutely. And that we're stronger together, like what you were talking about um, with community building. Mm. That is a big one to really bring people together who uh, are willing to do the work and willing to look at what is um, what doesn't feel good in the first place and to go through it and to grow together. Beautiful. We'll leave it at that. Thank you so much for the talk and all of your wisdom and sharing so much from your personal and professional life. Um, it was a pleasure speaking to you, Dr. Christoph Geiger.
Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. You can follow Christoph at drdr.christophgeiger on Instagram and myself at moveandbreathe.ie. Thanks for listening.